Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Claire Marquick, and this is Real Life Business. We are up to episode number 36, and this week I am chatting to Danette Fenton Menzies all about her business journey and the faith or confidence that she has learned to tap into to get her through challenging times. Danette is the Director of Learning and Magical Learning, and she's a CA, CPA, and Executive Coach with over 25 years' experience in both private and public practice. Over the last 23 years, Danette has run training and consultancy companies with her husband, focusing on leadership and adaptability. And in this episode, she shares stories of how she has had to call on these skills herself to get herself through challenging times. Danette lives on her farm in Gundagai in New South Wales, and I cannot wait to share this conversation with you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome to the show, Danette. I'm so happy to have you here. I think every single time we have a conversation, I come away feeling so energized and uplifted and inspired. So I can't wait to share this with my audience. So thank you so much for lending me um, lending me your brain for the next hour or so. I'm really excited to have this conversation. Me too. <laughs> Thank you for inviting me, Claire. Can't wait. <laughs> for those who haven't um, had the pleasure of coming across you before, um, why don't we start off with you sharing a little bit about yourself, your background, and what it is that you do now? Okay. So um, myself, um, I am, I'll start with what I do now and then go backwards, I think. So I'm Director of Learning at Magical Learning, which is a company my husband and I um, created many years ago. Um, and... Yeah, I tend to sit in the government finance and also leadership space. So I tend to do a lot around people skills and stuff like that. Very blessed to travel the world with what I do. I live on a farm near Gundagai, have five children and one grandchild and another one on the way. And I'm very blessed to get paid to do what I love. So that's me in a very quick nutshell. How's that? Did you want I, me more? That's awesome. <laughs> No, that's great. Thank you. I think, um, you know, I, I know like from, from um, speaking with you before how like great, like how much you love traveling and you do travel all over the world with what you do, don't you? So I yes. guess this last couple of years has been a real change to how you operate and how you do business. Yes. Yeah, very, very different. Although even before COVID, we were doing stuff with clients overseas on Zoom anyway. So for us, when it started, we sort of just went, okay, that's going to be it for our clients in Australia as well. So yeah. um, lucky that we'd had that opportunity before COVID hit because it gave us a lot of preparation, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And it's so great, I guess, that we live in a world now where we, I mean, we're really not that far away right now, but you exactly. know, we could be on the other side of the world, couldn't we, having this conversation exactly with some people, which is yes. great. Yes. <laughs> so, no, I, I love technology. And in fact, the not traveling has been beautiful. So, it's the longest I've ever spent at home. And my home is a house that my grandfather built to marry my grandmother. And oh. it took him 10 years to build the house. And she waited. So, back in those days, she would have been an old maid. And it is just peaceful and beautiful. So, what I've realized is going, coming out of COVID, I'm going to be more particular about where I travel and when I go, I'm going to take time to enjoy it rather than just rush in, rush out. 
yeah, quick flight there, present yes. a present for a few days or whatever, and then flight home again. Yep. Yep, make yeah, make it really meaningful. Yes. I like it. I like it. <laughs> so where did your like where did your business journey begin? Because I know like me, you have a finance background. So tell us about that, that um that evolution, how you've got to be doing what you're doing now. Great question. Um, so my husband and I, this is both our second marriage. When we first got together, we had five children ages two to 12. And we looked at each other and went, you know what, there's no employer that is going to work around five kids because I'll get sick and, you know, what kids are like. And so we went, let's back ourselves and start our own business. Neither of us had run our own business. And for me, it was like, you know what, I love to learn. And I knew I could, yeah, I we just basically backed ourselves and said, you know what, we've got five mouths to feed, so this can't fail. And now we are so blessed because three out of the five actually work with us as well. How cool. We have other people as well, but, yeah, it's second gen now, so I love that. That's awesome. Terry and I, my hubby and I were literally talking about that the other day because um, our eldest has started helping him out every now and again, um, doing bits and pieces and um, in his electrical business. And he he said the other day, he's like, you know what? It was actually really helpful. Like I genuinely couldn't have done that without him. Um, He was really, really helpful. He's like, maybe we should start to sort of encourage him to, to step into the business a little bit more. And it's, you know, it, it's it's a great thing to be able to give our kids the opportunity to see a different future, isn't it? Rather yes. than you know, he's not a he's not an academic kid. He's got no intentions of going to uni, um, and really doesn't know what he wants to do. So to be able to give our kids an opportunity, even if they don't stay there, it's a great start and a great learning, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Well, in fact, all of our kids started elsewhere, and they all said when they were growing up we're not going to work in your business. We don't want to work in training, blah, 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 blah. They all went and worked for others and then went, actually, you're really nice employers. Can we come (laughs) and work for you? (laughs) So it was beautiful. And I think because they've all had that other experience, it's actually really beautiful for them to appreciate. Um, And it's also infected them with the learning bug. So they are all now massive learners, which, yeah, I'm so grateful because that's a skill that we give our kids for the future. Um, and so how beautiful that your son might you know, end up in the business learning from your husband. Yeah, It's just such a beautiful thing. So we have a number of families that we coach overseas that run massive organisations across the globe. And what I love about that multi-generation is you get to pass on what you've learned, but you also get to learn from that next generation as well. So I think you know, it's a beautiful way of staying connected with family growing together and also growing something that's bigger than, you know, just Graham and I, it's bigger than, and it, you know, could go for however long it goes. Yeah. Maybe multiple generations. Oh, how cool would that be? (laughs) Yeah, for me, it's great. You don't sort of, I don't know, you don't kind of see it so much anymore. Mm. These like businesses that have been around for hundreds and hundreds of years and multiple generations. It's, it's not so much, well, maybe maybe it's just the thing I'm focusing on. I don't see them, mm. but um, things are a lot more instant nowadays, aren't they? It's like a, a, yeah. a quick thing and then move on to the next thing, a quick thing and move on to the next thing, which in itself is has its benefits. But yep. yeah, I like yeah. that. <laughs> I remember hearing of a family 18 generations and they're still going this company and it's across the globe and it's like you know wow and 
because it's not just running a business. Like they all, once they've you know got the wealth, they set up philanthropy and all of those beautiful things. And so it's, you know, they don't have to have the same dreams as you in order to be able to grow and stuff. So for me, it's just, I don't know, it's something that once I learned this from my clients, I was like, actually, that's something that if the kids are interested, love to sort of navigate that. And so far, so good. Excellent. Love it. And the grandkids, are they're starting to come. So who knows for the next generation? <laughs> the, I remember really young. <laughs> the youngest one, so Mila, who's not, is two and a bit, she um, is our chief distraction officer. And when her, because her mum works with us part time, when her mum's on our weekly um, meeting that we have on Mondays, she's on there and she's been there since she was tiny. So <laughs> for her, she just thinks that having this chat on Mondays is part of what she does. So part of life. It's great way to learn. <laughs> Oh, that's so cool. <laughs> so, so you decided, um, you decided uh, back back then, right? Okay, let's just back ourselves. Let's go. Let's go into this. Um, let's do this. Let's make it work. Where'd you go from there? I was lucky enough to have a contract with um, an organisation where they'd asked me to write the first diploma and advanced diploma in government finance. So, I did that as the in the first year as a contractor and in the second year I went you know what let's just do this as part of our business so um, from then on we just went okay what who else can we serve in terms of clients and our business has always been primarily word of mouth and so over the years we just attracted more and more clients and um, yeah we are where we are today so we started 23 years ago Wow. And we're still going. So that's pretty cool. And we've had ups and downs, obviously, but. I was just about to say, and I bet in that time you've got some stories of some ups and downs. (laughs) (laughs) And I know there's a really, really great one that's pretty um, prevalent for this time of year, isn't it? Relevant for this time of year. Yes. Do you mind sharing a bit of that with with, with the listeners? (laughs) So um, it was about six years ago now. just before Christmas. So I went before Christmas. So we used to be what was called a registered training organisation. So we would issue qualifications. So diplomas, advanced diplomas. And um, we partnered with another organisation. So we would write the degree or the, sorry, the diplomas and that, and we would assess them, but they would do all the back end of the business. So they would do um, the issuing the the diplomas, you know, and all of the quality stuff because, that wasn't where we wanted to sit. Anyway, so that was working beautifully until um, a week before Christmas and we got a phone call from one of their employees saying, have you heard the news? And we're like, what news? And they're like, we came to work today and the business was shut down. They'd locked them out. So um, they basically went belly up a week before Christmas. That took out 90% of our income at that stage. And Graham and I went, oh, and then we were, we were so blessed because Robin Sharma, who is a massive, like a massive fan of him, and we'd spend a lot of time at conferences with him overseas. He always said, you know, ask yourself when, when everything's going bad, ask yourself what's the opportunity here. Mm. And so we went, oh, well, did we really like that part of the business? We'd been talking about getting out for ages. And we went, you know what, let's just pivot on this. So we went from 
offering qualifications as well as just doing normal training to moving into doing entirely training and then stepped up doing coaching. And we'd been doing a bit of consulting and that stepped up as well. So for, yeah, probably five, six months, we are like, ah, because we obviously had to keep the cash flow going and stuff like that. Um, And, yeah, it was for us, while it was really difficult at the time, now I look back and I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us because when COVID happened, we were like, okay, we got this. We know that we just need to support other people and we already know how to use the online tool, so just be there and serve. And we've had the yeah, amazing two years during COVID, so feel so blessed. And to be able to keep our entire team employed during that time, mm. very grateful. Absolutely. And that was going to be my next sort of question in as much as you, you talk about it so um what's the word you talk about it so easily now I can't imagine it was an easy thing to go through you know no no as you say five mouths to feed right before Christmas 90% of your business is gone just like that it's a bit of a no shit moment really wouldn't it it (laughs) absolutely (laughs) maybe a bit more than no shit but that's all I'm prepared to say on the (laughs) on the show Yes, there might be young ears that shouldn't hear this. <laughs> I do mark the episodes with an E for the odd profanity that slips out of my mouth. <laughs> but, you know, I suppose Robin had always talked about, you know, you come into your best and you grow in the really hard times. And we just, because we'd always had that mantra, you know, okay, stuff's happening. We need to keep going because we've got these five now. So I sort of, I often accept and I'll just go, okay, whatever's next, you, and I just say universe, yep. bring it on because, you know, obviously we want to keep going. And so we just navigated it. You know, I'm very grateful. Graham and I were sort of on the same page. We worked together and there were days, absolutely tears. Oh, what's going on and stuff like that. You know, uh, my parents were extremely supportive. So was Graham's parents. The kids were fabulous. So you know, you just navigate and also teaches you what's important. So you realise mm. that all of the gumph isn't as important as those that you love um, and just looking after yourself. So, yeah, absolutely. When it happens, your brain just goes into that panic mode. But lucky we teach that stuff. So it was pretty quick to move to, okay, what's the opportunity? How do we move on this? And, yeah, and we just navigated it. So it was a bit of a blur. But now I'm just truly grateful that it happened. And do you think that going through, like you say, you teach this stuff. This is a lot yes. of the, the a lot of the work that you do around the um, personal leadership, business adaptability, or in in that space. Do you think that going through something like that changed how you teach this to others? I, I think, it, yeah, it, absolutely. Because you you you're knowing something versus actually applying it can be quite different yeah understanding that hey my brain's freaking out but I don't have to follow that freaking out voice that really helped so I would catch myself and and Robin has this quote which I absolutely love which is with greater awareness comes greater choices or Mm. better choices and with better choices comes better results so you know sometimes I'd let my body go "Ah," and then I go okay you've had your moment now, what do we need to do to move forward? And and Graham was the same because we both sort of teach the whole bit about understanding what your mind does and not necessarily believing that monkey chatter that happens, particularly when it's fear-based. 
Mm. Because the thing that we know is the moment we go fear-based, our brain narrows the neural pathways and gets stuck on the problem. But if Mm. you ask great questions like what's the opportunity here, your brain opens up and starts looking for them. So it really taught me to invest lots of time and energy in asking much better questions and being okay with uncertainty and knowing that uncertainty was just shifting stuff in and out of our life and I just had to keep doing and turning up, bringing my best self, same with Graham, rather than going, oh, I've got to fix all of these things because your brain, when you're freaking out, wants to tick things off really fast because it feels like control, but actually that's not control because we often tick off the least important things. That's ex- yeah, that's a that's a really good point, isn't it? Because yeah. we can we can sort of try and focus on short term, short term feeling better, like oh, let's just tick off half a dozen things on our to do list, then we'll feel accomplished when we've then wasted a day and we've actually probably done nothing of what we should have been focusing our attention yes. on. <laughs> And again, you know, like um, I love how you said, even though you teach that stuff, even though you know all the theory, even though you've been practicing it um, for for years before that, even though you've got the great people around you that help keep you on that, you still that, like I said, that monkey brain, that monkey chatter, whatever you want to call it, the um, the little ego voice that's trying to keep us safe. That still happens. We still yes. have those. We still have those little emotional meltdowns. We still have the tears. We still have the anger. We still have all of that stuff. It doesn't make us superhuman. Correct. Knowing all the Correct. theory, does it? We've still got. We are still real human, and we've still exactly. got to process all of that stuff as a human being as well. So true. Yeah, and you know, I think that processing things super important. So for me. It's journaling, it's exercise, it's meditation, because I know all of those, like journaling lets me get all the crap out onto the paper and all of that monkey mind stuff and go, what? (laughs) Is that worth worrying about? No, let it go. Um, And, you know, I'm doing this week um, uh, Brene Brown's Dare to Lead course, and I was rereading her book last night and she was talking about, um, you know, the monkey mind, the criticism, all of that sort of stuff versus, you know, the stuff hits the road when you are courageous and vulnerable. And so journaling allows you in the safety to, first of all, get it out of your own head to be able to go, what is really going on here? Why am I reacting like this? And, oh, there you go, better awareness. Hmm, Where there's a lot of crap in my head. Hmm, What's it really about? And when I did my coaching calls, one of the things they taught me, which I've always found super value valuable is that when we react there's generally a need or want underneath but we often don't have that language for it which is one of the reasons I'm doing Brene's thing because I love her stuff about the language so journaling allows me to go okay you've got all your gumph on the paper Danette what's actually the need or want underneath Mm. that really you need to address because the other stuff's just the external chatter it's the story isn't it correct it's the story that we'll just continue cycling over and over and over and over and probably we'll let it get bigger and bigger and bigger and we'll amplify it until we get underneath to that root cause. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So for me, um, you know, just journaling, walking, chatting to Graham, um, all of those things, doing meditation really just kept me centred and checking in obviously with those that, you know, knew what was going on and just sort of, you know, they would check in with me, I'd check in with them. All of that helped us navigate the whole process and just go, you know what, it's just 
It's clearing out stuff that no longer serves us and mm. it's bringing in stuff that is for our next level. So, um, and that absolutely ended up being true for us. It's, it's really, it takes a lot of faith, doesn't it? I think too, this is certainly what I'm learning and what I'm finding myself. Like um, it takes a lot of faith to accept that, is it is it what will be will be you know it's like mm. we, we can't control everything like yes. you couldn't control um that other business closing Correct. these doors like the, yep. there was nothing that you could do in hindsight is there some, you know you know sort of if, you, if there's someone listening to this thinking oh shit how do I prepare myself for something like that you know uh, is there anything that you now looking back I guess have got in place to help I can't get my words yep. out. Not preempt something like that happening <laughs> yep. again, but improve your adaptability, improve your yep. preparedness, I guess. Yep. So I think COVID gave us another test. So when COVID happened, it was like, okay, what did we learn from last time that we can use that will move us forward and support others? So, um, you know, it, it literally was looking after ourselves first and making sure that self-care was in place, um, talking to our team, to just sort of let them know what was happening all of the time, talking to each other. And for us, one of the things we we learned and we've learned over the years is planning. So we bring our team together every quarter and we do a plan. And so we went, okay, COVID's now happened. What do we need to change and get everyone on the same page? So as a team, we're moving forward. And the, the whole trust, faith thing, I've learned in my 56 years of life that Anytime I really put a plan in place, then I'm just asking for it to be knocked over. Because, <laughs> you know, something, so if it works, was meant to, but if it didn't, there's something better on the way and it might not look like it in the moment, but it will, it will if I keep looking, it will turn up. Mm. And so I just keep repeating beautiful questions. You know, what's the miracle here? That's a beautiful question. How can we make, I read this, um, oh, the guy's name will come to me in a minute. He 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 wrote the one thing and he's written another book. Um, anyway, he talked about how can we how can I make this easier? And I really love that question because when st- yeah hard stuff happens, our brain tends to go, oh, this is going to be really hard. It's going to be difficult. But if you say to your brain, how can I make this easy? Then yeah. your brain goes, ah. So I think one of the tools again that's been really helpful in my life is leveling up the quest the level of questions that I ask and the, the better the questions, the better results you get because your brain is working with you versus oh why does this happen to me and oh why does me where you then get stuck because again the brain that's just what the brain does. So for me the questions really help. And I think just having good people around you and not beating yourself up. Like the thing is oh you know how come I didn't see that coming? But it's like yeah, you know what? Um, the organisation that went belly up had been audited um, a month before they'd been given the financial tick of okay. And it's like, and they had a professional board and everything. So it's like, and they had lots of employees. Like we were only small at that stage. So I was just like, you know what, if they didn't pick it, not much we could have done. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And I'm sure the poor people who ran it, yeah, they were trying to do the best they could. So like I'd feel no you know, they're bad people. They weren't. They were doing the best they could. And obviously it was not our time to continue that journey with them and that's okay. We've had so much better opportunity since. So it freed up space and time. 
I find it fascinating the amount of conversations I've had on this show and in other um, avenues and situations as well where things like that happen and it's one of those sliding doors moments isn't it like we've got a we've got a choice in that moment which way we um, process it which way we deal with it which way we, we respond to it and those that choose not to let it completely cripple them and decide to find the opportunity. I love that, by the way. I remember the very first time I heard you say that question, asking ourselves, what's the opportunity here? And it's just etched in my brain. Like It's a great question. You know, one of those things that you just cannot unhear. It's like, oh, I love it. Anyway, I digress and I've lost my train of thought now. Kudos kudos to Robin Sharma because that's his question and I love it. Sorry, Claire. No, no, all good. (laughs) Um. Yeah, the amount of amazing things that people have gone on to do from something that you might consider adversity or, you know, a really dark time or, you know, a a really bad play, a bad illness, a bad accident, a bad situation, bad relationships, bad financial management, whatever it might be, the amazing things that people have gone on to do since then, um, it's really inspiring and it's really... Mm. um, to me, it, it adds a whole other level of faith to the, you know what, like if something happens and quite likely along the business journey, something is going to happen yeah. um, that's going to rock me, that's going to shake me, that's going to change my whole perception of reality as I know it right now. But I've got so many examples now, so many sort of success metrics, so many measures in my head of great things that have happened in spite of that. It, yes. it almost gives you that that faith word keeps coming up, but it it, it gives you that Love sort it. of, you know, um, <laughs> confidence, doesn't yeah. it? That it yeah. will be okay. We'll get yeah. through whatever it is. We'll get through. I, I think one of the things I've learned from traveling overseas a lot um, is that in Australia, we have a fear that, you know, you go bankrupt end of your life. Whereas someone was telling me overseas, they're like venture capitalists, they usually don't, see you know invest serious cash until the person's been bankrupt a couple of times (laughs) and I like their thinking because they go you know what they don't they've shown that they're not going to quit so someone who goes bankrupt and quits it's like okay their heart's not really in it but if they've gone bankrupt a couple of times and they've come back they've if they've learned the lessons eventually they're going to be successful Mm. and I was like you know what it's true so those tough times either you know in in a lot of ways sort of either force us to step up to that level or we go you know what this is not the journey I want to take and again no judgment there it's like okay Mm. for some people that was it they gave it a go and they're like tick I've done that I don't need to do it again others are like okay I'm just going to come back learn from that and that's okay yeah and I think you made a great point there that that sometimes something might happen or might not we might just ask ourselves a question one time and it'd be the time that we go actually actually, I don't know that I do want to be doing this anymore. And there's nothing wrong in making that, having that realisation and making that decision either, is Correct. there? Correct. Yeah. Yeah, we'd probably actually be doing ourselves more of a disservice. You know, I've got to keep slogging away. This is what success is. Where do you think, now that's an interesting thing that's just popped in my head. Where do you think that line is? Where's that line of, okay, maybe this, is getting hard. Maybe this yep. isn't fulfilling my needs anymore. Maybe this is something I should consider changing. Where's that line between that sensible decision and giving up too soon, do you think? 
Mm, it's a great question. And I think it's different for every person because, you know, different people will have different priorities, you know, different obligations and stuff like that. I think, um, and again, this is a Robin Sharma thing, and I've done a lot of stuff with Robin, which is why I bring up his stuff. But he has this great concept called joy is your GPS. So use joy as your GPS. So instead of, you know, the Think about what do you, how do you navigate a road? You follow the, the map, we'll follow the map to joy. And so I think you, at some stage, part of the journaling, part of just checking in with yourself in meditation, if you really get still, you're going to know, yeah, I've had enough. Or, you know what, maybe I just need a break. And I would always say, because I say this with my coaching clients, when you're really tired and exhausted, that is not a good time to make a decision. Yeah. Go away, have a break, come back and then you know, check in with your body, check in with those around you that you trust and admire and see, you know, what's next. Mm. And know that, you know, just because you decide now's not the time doesn't mean that sometime later you won't come back to it mm-hmm. or, you know, and, you know, you've done it, I've done it. Sometimes you go, I'm just going to take that role with that organisation so we've got some cash flow coming in. Uh, which is something I did after um, the client went belly or our partner went belly up is I worked as a CFO in an organization for 12 months, as well as still working in our business. So I was very transparent with them. They they wanted me in there. So I went, okay, let's do it this way. Um, and what that taught me, like it was a great experience, met some beautiful people, but it also taught me at the end of it, I'm actually not cut out to be an employee. Mm. I like being my own boss. So it was a really... I was still running, you know, in the business with Graham as well as doing that. So I was exhausted at the end of it. But it it gave us that boost in terms of cash flow, which was beautiful. And it reaffirmed that I was definitely on doing the right path. The right thing. Yeah. 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 And that's that's sometimes I think that's a really interesting thing to or important thing to bring up as well, in as much as Sometimes, particularly for people listening to this who might be new in the business journey, like in their sort of business life cycle and and might be in those first few years where um, things might be a bit tough and their cash might not be coming in as, as quickly as they might like it to, just because, you know, that, that sort of financial stress is is only going to make that journey harder, isn't it? Correct. So there does come a point where perhaps taking on some part-time work or, or maybe doing something that's not quite in alignment with what you'd love to be doing long-term. It's a, a coach that I worked with once called it um, picking the low-hanging fruit. Yes. Um, in those early days, just to build that foundation and and build those um, groundings, I guess, so that we yes. can then move forward with. And, and yeah. that's all, that all comes back to the not beating ourselves up as well and being careful what we make things mean, isn't yes. it? And, you know, this is all something that I've experienced very personally myself over the last 12 months. And so it's yes. all very, very relevant to me too. Yeah. Um, the story that we tell ourselves in our head can significantly change how we experience something, can't it? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I think about a number of people who've run businesses and particularly when they're starting out, you know, they've gone, oh, I'm going to go all in and I'll take six months off and, you know, that sort of thing. And, you know, I'll, I'll check it out. And they've then had to go back to work. But then they've gone, you know what, I know that work working for someone else is not my long term. So now I'm going to make sure that I do the work to be able to go out and make it successful. And I think, yeah, everyone's journey is different and we should never beat ourselves up. Yeah, having a go makes you amazing because there's a lot of people who 
you know, say they want to, but never make it happen. And so I, I admire anyone who goes, you know what, I'm going to give it a go. Because mm. from that, that for me is success. Irrespective of what happens from a financial perspective, the fact that they're back themselves. Yeah. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Now, something that I love to ask everybody sort of through these conversations and, and you know, you've talked a lot about the personal ups and downs of your um, business journey as well. What is it that, you know, what, what would you describe as your guiding compass? What, what keeps you going? What's that energy source that keeps you going in those really bad times? Mm, great question. So I've always loved to learn um, mm. and I've loved to learn to be able to help others you know, follow their dreams, follow their goals. And so for me, you know, learning always opens my mind to new possibilities and being able to serve people and watch them grow and thrive. Like that's a no brainer. I would do it and I do do it not being paid and I do do it being paid. Yeah. And so for me, it's, it's, if I wake up and I haven't learned something during the day, I've wasted a day. And if I haven't helped someone, I've wasted a day. So mm. I suppose I'm really on my purpose and I've known that purpose since I was very young. And it gives me joy every day. Even in the hard days, it's like, you know, you never know the differences you're going to make on other people. Yeah. And I'm getting a bit teary here. Yeah. And, you know, that guides me every day because I'm not going to know all of the people I've impacted. I've heard a couple and, you know, and I go, wow, how blessed am I to be able to do that and get paid and live at my farm? It's a pretty amazing life. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. It really is. Thank you yes. for sharing that. I appreciate it. You're welcome. I, I, and, and I feel you as well. I, I feel you like that. The knowledge to me, and, and this is one thing that personally keeps me going because sometimes mm -hmm. and, and some days I do think, you know, God, this is so hard. You know, this is this is such a tough nut to crack. This is I just, you know, and like, is there something easier, you know, but what always keeps me going and what always keeps me showing up is that thought The all I need to do is for one thing that I say to inspire one person mm. to do something that they might not otherwise have done or to give something a go. And, and to me, that inspiration or that, that potential of inspiration is the, the thing that keeps me going. And as you say, we don't always know because it's not mm. like someone will always send us an email or an Insta DM and say, wow, you changed my life. And sometimes they do, which is awesome. Yes. But it, it's not that though, is it really? Correct. It's, it's yeah. not, it's not having that validation. It's just the yes. thought of, wow, what, what, how have I impacted that person's life? Yes. How? That's, that's the buzz. Yes. I love that. <laughs> it's, I think part of that is understanding yourself. So once you know, you know, what gives you joy and look at you now, like you're smiling, like you wouldn't believe <laughs> that being on purpose, even in the difficult times, then you, you go, oh, okay, it's tough. It's a bit of a speed bump, but that's okay. I'm mm. going to keep going and I'm going to pay attention to the signs. So is it a time to slow up and just, you know, come back to rest, renew? Is it a time to go, oh, I need to pivot that way because that's those opportunities seem to be coming to me versus the ones I thought I wanted? Mm. And and I, that for me is, you know, I, I've learned that every time something, one door closes, as we were talking about before, another one opens. So last week we 
lost a proposal that we had put in for and we thought we had a reasonable chance of winning it. And I'm like, okay, obviously not meant to happen. And I went, that's okay. That's freed up a whole stack of space for next year. Mm. And then the next day we um, got an email from a client overseas who said, we'd like you to do this with us moving forward. And we're like, that's why we had that space opener. And I think if we'd have you raged against it, that space probably wouldn't have shown up when it did. So I think I just now accept and just go, okay, clearly there's something greater than me here, something greater than Graham and the team. Let's just accept it and, and move on. And every time we do that, it flows. That's This is something I'm fascinated by this because this is something that um, I've always said um, yes. in as much as, you know, I even as a kid, um, we used to move around a lot. Um, like my, my dad worked in banking and so we'd move from town to town to town um, and I, we would always move house and we'd always move schools. And even as a kid, I remember saying things like if a, if a house deal went through, uh, fell through, for example, I'm like, oh, that's all right, you know, that this wasn't the house for us, there'll be a better house kind of thing. Yes. And um, so I guess, I guess deep down it's probably that belief has always been inside me, but, you know, it sometimes gets clouded over and we can kind of lose some of that um, faith or that belief, can't we? But I'm starting to really reattach myself to it. And you've brought it up a few times. You've talked about the, you know, the, the talking to the universe and, yes. and, and energetically just being in that space of, you know what, like, there is no point me wallowing in this shit, you know, let me, let me process the emotion uh, yeah. because like we talked about before, we're humans, we're not machines. Um, we, if we suppress stuff to the, to an extent, we're going to make ourselves explode. You know, we have yes. to process the emotion. We have to feel the pain, feel the anger, feel whatever it is. But after that, there's no point wallowing there, is there? And, and to energetically lift ourselves into the, okay, what is this? Thanks, universe, for giving me this space. What are you going to throw at me now? Um, and it comes. It, yes, it, it really does. does come. It's yes. not, and this is, this is, I had the conversations with my husband just um, lately. I'm like, it's not woo-woo. Like it yep. sounds so woo-woo, but like there's science behind it. It's like there quantum is. physics and yep. stuff behind it. <laughs> Have you read Power Versus Force? No. So it's a really great book, but it talks about the, the energy vibrations of the different, um, you know, feelings, et cetera, emotions. And if you think about it, so if we wallow in the, pardon our language, shit place. I'll mark it with an E. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to attract more of that because we're yeah. sitting at that energetic vibration, which is, everything sucks. So of course, everything that comes to you that's going to stick is going to suck. suck. Yeah. So the, the faster you just go back to, you know, my, my guiding word um, is peace. So I love peace. So that peaceful space works with my brain, my body, my heart, everything. And so peace, you know, leads you to that space of attracting things that are the right energy vibration for you rather than the crappy stuff. And the crappy stuff will still be there, but if we give it attention, we're going to get more of it versus being grateful for the, the special stuff that shows up. And it could be just someone saying, you know, wow, I love, I love that top that you're wearing. <laughs> it could be that simple. But, look, you know, you've lit up. I feel good for saying, and it's absolutely true, Claire's wearing an amazing top because you won't <laughs> be able to see No one will be able to see it other than me. Um, and I love the earrings too. So that is... 
you know, just remembering that at any point in time we could get to choose where do we want to sit energetically and the world doesn't need any more shit. There's enough of it out there. There's plenty of that. (laughs) So I agree, process it, you know, rage, wallow for a little while, but then go, you know, enough. Yeah. It just is what it is. It's time to go back to what's my purpose and my purpose is to grow and serve people. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think you've probably shared the answer to this question anyway, but I'm going to ask it specifically because, again, it's another one that I like to weave into the conversation. Non-negotiables, what have you learnt through your life, through your business life, through your personal life, that you you have to do for yourself to keep yep. you operating as optimally as you can with that amazing mindset? Great question. So the first one is, Mapping out at the beginning, just before the beginning of the year, when the big breaks are going to be. So I know that when I take holidays, that that's where afterwards my best work comes from. Because the more we work, 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 our brain body gets depleted. So regular holidays are part of what I do. And not negotiable is when I'm on holidays, I'm on holidays. And so I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I had a client once, we booked a a week on a um, houseboat with all of the kids and I was just like that's it I'm not and I had a client go oh can't you can't you just do this thing before and I'm like no no this is family time um so that family time the journaling the self-care in the morning so um because it's such beautiful weather at the moment I've been getting up at 4 a.m in the morning journaling as soon as the light starts to change I'm out for a walk down the road and then I do some learning and I did that yesterday so Sunday I did that and I did a whole stack of stuff in the garden, came inside, and I'm like, oh, I wonder what time it is. And it was 8 a.m. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, but I've been up for four hours. So I got heaps done. And that's my body clock time. So I don't think that works for everyone. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's, you know, I, I the other not negotiable, I tend not to do meetings in the morning because my best time to create stuff is in the morning. So I think protecting those valuable hours where you're most productive super important and taking time off so weekends yeah and not every weekend do I get time off but then I'll go you know what I'm I'm starting to feel tired so it's time off yeah need to do that and date nights I love going on date nights with my husband and it's getting a bit harder but usually once a year we go away with all of the kids um, my, my husband and I were just talking before. It's probably going to be every second year now because we've got grandkids coming in and stuff like that. But even that, making a, a deliberate thing to bring the five children with their partners, grandchildren together for, you know, five to seven days where we all just chill out and hang out, mm. given we're spread all over the place, that for me is, you know, just the best way. And that's that for me is success because yeah, the work will always be there. And I love my clients. I love what I do. And my family being with us, you know, both of us the whole way through. And so it's really important to invest in those relationships as well. I think that's awesome. I think you hit on a really key point there that almost could have been overlooked in as much as it's what success is for you is going to be very different to what success is for me and for anybody else and it becomes really really important to know what what a successful business looks like for us so if that means going away once a month or um having some time off or or what you know whatever that might be um traveling or or not you know perhaps perhaps um we're the type of people who actually like to just 
be sort of quiet and a bit more internal and, and work from home. So therefore we create the business that allows us to do that. Um, yes. And, and, like be okay with that, that we're not doing the same as that person over there because that's irrelevant because Mm -hmm. their measure of success is so different to ours. So I think that's a great point that you made Mm. there. I love this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) If if people want, I'm going to fire some quick fire questions again, even though you may have already answered some of them, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, (laughs) But if people want to um, find out more about what you do, follow you, where can they find you online? Uh, probably the easiest place is our website, so magicallearning.com. Awesome. Double L in the middle there. Yeah. Excellent. And so, the, yeah, all your social links, you've got a podcast yep. as well. All yes. of that information um, is on there. So I'll post that in the um, show notes as well nice. so people can click nice and easy. Um, so, yeah, you have mentioned a few, but if you could recommend just one, <laughs> one book that everyone should read, what would that be? <gasps> Oh, <laughs> that's really hard. It's tricky, isn't it? Um, given I'm reading it at the, the moment, um, I think Brene Brown's Dare to Lead yeah. uh, is an awesome book. Anything by Robin Sharma, I love his stuff. Um, yes. Yeah. Oh, there's been so many this year that I've read. But, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with those two. I'm, I've just, Graham just bought home Brene Brown's new one oh. and I listened to a podcast on it yesterday and it's about um, – your emotions so it's about the different types of emotion and what we feel and giving us the language to actually be able to say I'm um, annoyed versus I'm pissed off versus pardon my language there versus I'm feeling really sad versus um, actually I'm really disappointed so being able to navigate those to be able to better language what's going on and understanding ourselves and others can't wait to get into that book that does sound fascinating and what was the one you spoke of um, before about the energy oh so power versus force however by dr david hawkins yeah that's 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 one going on my audible list i think if it's on there (laughs) what about a a piece of tech or an app or software that's changed how you do business oh my mac so i've got macbook air um, that is my only tech pretty much. I have a phone, but this <laughs> goes everywhere. It goes around the world with me and everything. You know, stuff's obviously stored in the cloud, but for me it allows me freedom to go wherever and super easy to set up. So, yeah. Awesome. I love the practical questions. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and what about finally, if you leave us with one piece of advice, if you could give your teenage self one piece of advice, what would that be? Um, go wholeheartedly in, just jump in and and have faith. I like your faith. Yeah, that's a little (laughs) add-on. True, you jump in, you don't have faith. That's it. I think um, one um, uh, another recent episode that I just recorded um, with with Rosalind Clare, local photographer. I think she said something very similar along with yeah, just just jump and you'll find your wings on the way down. Yes, I love that. <laughs> what, I'm curious, what's yours? I think for me, for me, uh, this is a this is a really great 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 question to reflect on. But for me, it's leaning into our superpowers like for me like if I was saying to myself like Claire lean into what you do naturally because I think for so long early on in my career I sort of suppressed this 
inspirational, um, fun-loving, social kind of side because I had to be professional and I had to be grown up now and I had to be, um, you know, seen to be doing and saying the right things and dressing the right way. And 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 I, I shut that whole side of myself off until my late 30s, early 40s. And, you know, it, it came out, obviously, but in, the, in my professional world, yep. um, it, it didn't so much or I certainly don't feel like I was um, as open to it as a superpower as I am now. So I yes. think, you know, that's, that would be my, my big thing, you know, don't nice. be scared of your superpowers, lean into yeah. them. Yes. I'd yeah. absolutely agree with that one. Thank you for asking. That was a nice little twist. <laughs> Thank you again so much. It has been, as I said at the beginning, our conversations, I always love them. I always come away feeling energized and inspired. And I hope everybody listening feels energized and inspired and has taken something away from it as well. And if you do want to get in contact with Danette, listen to her podcast, find out more about what um, she and Graham and the kids do at Magical Learning, the website will be in the show notes. So you can just click away. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Wow, that's the end of another fantastic conversation. I've known Danette for a few years now and I don't know, every time I speak to her, I just get this renewed sense of energy and I really, really enjoy our conversation. So I trust that everyone listening has, I trust that you all have been able to take something away from this um, conversation that you can implement into your own life business world. I remember one of the first times that I, I met Danette was at a workshop that she was presenting and she that question that she mentioned in this episode that that Robin Sharma question what's the opportunity here it was just it was one of those moments you know when you have one of those moments when you hear something and it just clicks and that question has been really really influential in how I have developed myself and how I am learning to have an attitude of always looking for solution, always looking for opportunity, always focusing on possibility. Possibility for me was my theme for 2021. And that question just replayed over and over and over in my head. Okay, this is shit. This hasn't gone to plan. What's the opportunity here? What's the opportunity here? What can I do here to make it better? What can I do to make this easier? This isn't working out how I thought it would. What can I do? When we learn to ask those questions, this is what, you know, you hear it so many times, you know, focus on solutions, not problems. This is one way that we can do that. We don't have to necessarily be able to click our fingers and know what the solution is, but it's having that attitude of, okay, what questions do I need to ask? Where do I need to look to to get me out of focusing on the problem and focusing on the solution? And I tell you what, like that has that really steered my 2021 and um, I trust that that's something that you guys can lock away and maybe implement into any shitty situations that you're having right now because let's face it there's a whole heap of shitty situations in the world 
Alrighty then, that is all from me for this week. I trust you have enjoyed this episode, number 36 of season two of the Real Life Business Podcast. I cannot believe quite how quickly it is going. Share the love. Let me know what you have enjoyed about this episode. I do love reading all your messages about what you take away from the episodes and how it's helped you out. So if you see one of my posts on socials, then share it and tag me and let me know what you loved. Take a photo of yourself listening to it. Screenshot your your screen on your phone when you're listening to it in your podcast app of choice and tag me claremarquick.reignite and let me know what you have loved about this conversation. Don't forget to like and subscribe on your podcast app of choice and remember to share this episode with someone in your network that you think needs to hear it. I will be back in your ears very soon and until then, bye-bye.